Hey, how's everybody doing? Welcome to day seven of prayer and fasting. My friend, you are crushing it. You completed your first week. Don't worry. Week two, it gets easier. Week three, you are flying. I know there are people who are going to ask me, Pastor, I could do this all day. But listen, we're not going to do this all day. We don't want you to die. But God is with us. Now, we, my wife and I, we've been hearing from people. People are being healed. People are being restored in their body. People are, are uh, getting their prayers answers. Uh, and that is amazing. Rejoice. Now, if you're listening to this right now, rejoice. Uh, but I also want to encourage you, for those of you who are still believing the Lord, uh, you are praying for something specific. I know that some of you are believing for your sons or, or your daughters to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, to salvation. I know that some of you are believing for healing in your body. I know that some of you are believing for financial breakthrough, or maybe there are some of you who are... Even even believing for a miracle that, you know, you're stuck in a situation that only a miracle could get you out of it. And I want to encourage you with these words. The scripture reminds us that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so he doesn't change. He is the same. He is constant. The same desires that he had for his people 2,000 years ago, he still has those same desires for you and I, the people of God, those who believe in him, who have put their faith and trust in him. He has still those same desires for us. And so what does that mean? That means that if you need healing in your body, the same God that healed people 2,000 years ago is going to heal you today. That also means that the same God who used to provide for his people, they didn't like anything, even when they went through the wilderness, is the same God who's going to provide for his people today. The same God that used to do miracles 2,000 years ago is the same God that's still taking out his people and doing what no man can do, that only God can do, and miracles are breaking out. God is alive. That's the God that you and I serve. He is always working and he is just a good God. I just want to encourage you with this. Man, I could, I could get preachy today, but really, uh, I just want to encourage you. Don't, don't, don't give up. God is going to answer your prayers. He is a good God. Uh, prayer answering God. That's the way I would say he's a prayer answering God. God. Now, I also want to give you a little tip now. This is where, you know, we ended up week one. Most of you are saying, man, I could do this all day. And so what we start doing is we start looking at YouTube. We start looking at uh, Instagram and we start looking at recipes. We start looking at restaurants that we could go visit when we finish. Don't do it. Don't torture yourself. It's going to mess you up. Your mouth is going to start salivating and you're going to start dreaming about these amazing uh, let me just stop there. But basically, you, you get the picture. Don't torture yourself. Continue to put the flesh down. Your spirit man will continue to grow. And you are going to finish very, very strong uh, these next, this next week and then the week after that. Now, uh, I also want to remind you, continue doing your uh, daily reading. So today, day seven, week one, um, Acts chapter seven. That's where we're at, and we're going to be going through the whole book of Acts. It's very exciting to see the early church, and and it actually um, should set a fire inside of you as an individual, saying, "Man, uh, that early church is a is an example of what we're supposed to do as believers today." But, anyways, that brings us to today's devotional. And I don't know if you remember this, but in 1992, there was a popular book everybody was talking about. 
It was called the five love languages, how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate. That's really what the book was about. And so, uh, you know, it was marriage conferences were using them. Uh, youth ministries were using them. Parents were giving it to their uh, kids, you know, those who are about to get engaged or going to marriage. Everybody was talking about this book. Everybody t- wanted to know, what is my love language? Now, this book was written by Baptist uh, minister Gary Chapman, and his book outlines, like I said before, five general ways that romantic partners express and experience love. So this was kind of kind of like a guideline. It would help you so that you would understand, okay, how do I experience love? How does my partner experience love? And so perhaps you're already familiar with this book and you were able to identify your preferred love language. But for those who've never heard it, or maybe it's going to be a little reminder for you, I want to name them to you. And so you had words of affirmation. Uh, there are people that, you know, like, it's so important for them. Like, you, how do you show them that you love them? Well, you tell them words of affirmation, right? Right? You you affirm that they're doing something good. That uh, you, you know that, that 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 they're doing great in life. That you tell them, oh, you're so kind. You're so amazing in this area. Whatever. I mean, it's not coming to me these words of affirmation, but basically words of affirmation. Then you also have quality time. Now, this one's easier for me because this is one of my love languages. My wife knows that for me is, you know, you, she doesn't have to say anything. Uh, just be with me. If I want to go for a walk, uh, I, I want you to come with me. You know, if I, uh, you know, w- whatever I want to do, I, I want her to be with me. I want the kids to be with me. Quality time is one of the ways that you show me that you love me. Uh, you know, some people are gifts. Uh, some people love to get gifts, right? And so, um, you know, whether you give them a, a new computer, flowers, uh, slippers, uh, hint, hint. I'm trying to give all, all the gifts that I really want so that my wife, when she listens to this podcast, what else do I want? I want a camera, you know, <laughs> but, but, but basically some people love to receive gifts. Then there are acts of service. This is one that's huge for my wife. One of the ways that I could show her that I love her is with acts of service. Uh, when I could, when I do something for her that she was supposed to do, but now I helped her do it for her. I show her that I love her. Even things that maybe she doesn't expect for me to do, I just do them. That's a that's a way that I that I um, that that she knows that I love her, that I show her that I love her. So acts of service, and maybe you're identifying with that one too. And then the last one is uh, is physical touch, uh, which a lot of people have. Um, but now that you know those five love languages, really my question for today is this. Did you ever stop and wonder what is God's love language? Now, Hebrews 11 is known as the faith chapter. It tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, for it is all, and it is also the evidence of things not seen. But verse 6 tells us plainly as to what pleases the Lord. And so I want to read it to you. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. And so I don't know if you've ever asked yourself, how do I please the Lord? Very easy. Hebrews eleven six tells you that number one, he loves to be believed. So believe in what? That he exists and then that he is a rewarder of those who sincerely seek him. And so you will, you know, you, if you believe in the Lord, you are going to please the Lord. 
the moment you believe in your heavenly father, you are pleasing the Lord. But now I want to just tell you this real quickly. This verse is twofold. Believing that God exists, number one, so that he is God. And two, that he is a rewarder of those who sincerely seek him. And so I don't know if you know this, but by faith, Noah built an ark. Even when it made no sense, by faith, Noah built an ark. Sarah, in the Bible, she couldn't have a baby, but she receives she received strength in body to conceive a son, even when it was against all odds. She ended up doing that. Well, how? By faith, she believed God. Enoch, in the Bible, the scripture lets us know that he didn't see death. He was just walking on this earth, and boom, he was taken to heaven. And how did he achieve that? By faith. He believed God. God. And so I want to encourage you today. You will overcome. You will overcome. How? By faith and believing in your heavenly father. Now, I want to read to you Hebrews eleven six again, but I'm going to go a little bit slower. It says, and it is impossible. Think about that. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone, that includes me and you, who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So don't let the devil convince you otherwise. My prayer for you today is that the Lord would increase your faith and that you would please the Lord and honor him. Listen, love you so much and you are going to have the best second week of prayer and fasting you've ever had. Peace out.